Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And it's no secret that a majority of a lot of people's savings for retirement is done in their 401k. So that being the case, it's very important to know that the funds you're investing in your 401k are the best possible funds for you to be able to use to meet your retirement goals. So this brings up the next question of what are the best funds for you to invest in to meet those goals? And a common option that's available in just about every single retirement plan, 401k, is called a target date fund. So what we're going to be talking about today's episode is if you want to learn what a target date fund is, how does it work? What are the fees? Is it best for you? This is the episode for you. That's what we're going to jump right in and explore today. As always, the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available at the Ready for Retirement website, which can be found at readyforretirement.co. But with that said, let's jump right in. So let's start by defining what a target date fund is. So if you have your 401k, if you're getting enrolled with it, you're given a mix or a list of fund options that you can choose from. So here's the funds that you can select as you invest money into this 401k. You can either choose individual mutual funds and in a sense, build your own portfolio saying, okay, I want to use some funds that maybe own some US stocks, some international stocks, some bonds, some real estate, whatever's appropriate for you. You can build it that way, or you can select a target date fund. And a target date fund is almost going to be like a done for you portfolio allocation. So what you do is you select the target date fund that corresponds with the year that you think you might retire. For example, if you're 60 and you think you might retire at 65, then you might choose a target date fund, retire 2025. Five years from now, that fund's going to be managed as if you're going to retire in the year 2025, which is five years from today. And instead of you going in and choosing specific mutual funds to build a portfolio for yourself, the target date fund manager will do that for you. They will choose the mix of stocks and bonds and different types of stocks and bonds that would be appropriate, in their opinion, for someone that's going to retire in the year 2025. So this brings up two main questions. Number one is, does that mean that all target date funds are the same? And number two, does that mean that target date funds are the best thing for you? You know, sounds pretty straightforward. Someone else, you choose a fund that corresponds with your retirement year and someone else does the management for you. So let's explore both of those questions. The first being, does this mean that all target date funds are the same? For example, you might have a Fidelity target date fund 2025. You might have a Vanguard fund that's a target date 2025. You might have T. Rowe Price type target date 2025 and countless other options. Does that mean that they're all going to be managed the exact same? If so, then the feedback would be pretty universal in terms of are these good or are they bad? But the challenge is just because each company has its own target date fund doesn't mean those target date funds are managed the same exact way. Let's explore some of those differences. So one of the most important things when it comes down to your investment portfolio, the first thing I always start with when I look at what's the what's the portfolio that you're invested in is I like to look at the allocation or the breakdown between how much do you have in stock investments and how much do you have in bond investments. That is going to be the number one driver of what return can you expect to achieve from your portfolio. It's also the number one driver of the risk that you can expect out of your portfolio. So when you look at different target date funds, I want to start by understanding how much of each of them is in stock and how much is in bond. And so I looked at some target date funds, looking at target date 2020 funds. So essentially the fund that you would be invested in if you were to retire in 2020, you would expect that many of these would be pretty similar in how much they have in that stock to bond ratio, but they weren't. For example, you have the John Hancock Fund's Retirement Choice 2020 Portfolio. 
that investment, that fund, it has 15% allocated to stocks and the other 85% allocated to things like stock, cash and bonds. You then look at another fund offered by John Hancock. This is the John Hancock Multi-Manager 2020 Lifetime Portfolio, also a target eight fund. It has 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds. And then there's others, whether it's Fidelity or Vanguard or T. Rowe Price, that have between 50 and 60% in stocks and the other remaining amount in bonds. So they're all target date funds. They all correspond with the same retirement year of 2020, but you have allocations to stocks or you have a range of allocations that's anywhere between 15 to 60%, meaning those are very, very different portfolios. So is a target date fund best for you? Well, to start with, target date funds, not all of them are even created equal, even when you're looking at the same retirement year. And this certainly isn't a recommendation, of course, for any of these specific managers. This is just using this as as an example, that some can be very conservative, while some can be more aggressive, even while, while corresponding to the same retirement year. So that's the one thing, that there's differences between how these companies or how these managers invest the same target date portfolio. Another thing that's different is the, the asset classes represented. So the goal of a target date fund is to say, instead of you having to go out and choose how much you want in big companies, how much you want in small companies, how much you want in international investments, how much you want in bonds, the target date fund manager is doing that for you. And now a lot of these target date fund managers, they're going to own the core, what you call asset classes. So whether that's U.S. large cap, U.S. mid cap, U.S. small cap, international equity, emerging markets equity, U.S. fixed income, those are kind of a lot of the core asset classes that are owned. But then you start looking at things like high yield bonds, international bonds, emerging market debt, real estate or REITs, commodities, and every fund manager is a little bit different. Some include those, some don't include those, but there are those key differences as well. So I'd say the core asset classes are represented in just about all of them, but there's some peripheral or some secondary asset classes that depending upon the manager you're using may or may not be included. So depending upon your situation, depending on what you need out of your portfolio, One fund manager may be appropriate, whereas another might not be, depending on what you do or don't want to hold in your portfolio. And then finally, they're different in the fees that they charge. So keep in mind that every mutual fund, it has an internal cost. It's not something that you see, but it's something that exists inside of the mutual fund. And so a target date fund manager, if they're going and selecting different mutual funds for you and then combining them in a way that might be appropriate based upon your retirement year, the question is, is there a layer of fees on top of the internal fees in the mutual funds, or is that fee included in the cost of the fund ownership or the fund management? And it depends on the plan. Sometimes you look at the cost of the target date fund, the all-in cost, and it's the same as if you had just purchased each of the individual mutual funds on your own. So it's really not costing you any extra to own the target date fund. Other times, target date fund managers, they'll have their own fee for managing the, the internal mutual funds, but they use a special share class that's unique to that fund manager that doesn't charge any internal expense for the mutual funds that are inside of the target date fund. So it ends up being pretty pretty much the same. Whereas other times what you'll have is you'll have the target date fund manager charges one layer of fees and then the mutual fund managers that it's using charges a second layer of fees. And so again, there's not a one size fits all response to what are the fees on these. They can be different. From there's no extra charge for using the target date fund to there is an extra charge for using the target date fund, and it varies between that. So it is important to know that if you are going to use a target date fund, understanding these differences, whether the difference is between how much is in stocks and bonds, the number one driver of your returns and your risk of your portfolio, what are the different asset classes within the stocks and bonds that the manager is using, and then what's the fee for the manager? 
Is it the same as if you would have gone and bought all those mutual funds on your own? Or is it an extra layer of fees? And all of those should really play into your decision when exploring different target date funds to, to potentially invest in. So that's that's looking at number one of understanding, no, these aren't all the same. Just because you have a target date fund that corresponds to the year 2020 or 2030 or whatever year you might retire, there still can be some key differences between different fund managers. The second question is, is a target date fund best for you? And this is where the answer is going to be, it depends. There are certainly pros and cons to target date funds. The main benefit is if you're looking at your 401k and you're just overwhelmed by the options and you don't want to potentially make a mistake or you don't want to have the the burden on you of, of feeling like you're responsible to be picking the right funds, you don't have anyone else helping you, a target date fund could potentially be a good starting point. I'm not going to say they're ever perfect because a target date fund, it doesn't know your specific retirement goals. It doesn't know the timing of when you're going to need income from your portfolio. It has no idea your comfort level with investing. So it's somewhat cookie cutter, but it's going to be a cookie cutter solution that's moving you in the right direction. Another benefit of target date funds is they may actually have exposure to asset classes that you couldn't get just with individual funds in your 401k. So for example, maybe you have a bunch of target date funds that you could select from, but then in terms of the individual mutual funds that you could use to build your own portfolio, you only have access to a handful of those. And those handful can't really get you exposure to all the different types of investments that you want to invest in. Well, it could be the case that those are just by default included in the target date funds. The target date fund manager is investing in those specific types of investments. You know, For example, maybe you don't have an emerging markets fund and maybe you don't have a real estate fund in your portfolio. But if you look at the target date funds, the fund managers there, they are investing in emerging markets and real estate and maybe even some other things that aren't available to you on a one-off fund basis. So if that's the case, that could potentially be a reason for you to take a look at the target date fund and say, this makes more sense if you can't build out a fully complete or fully comprehensive portfolio using the more intentional method of, of choosing funds one by one. And then also with target date funds, you don't have to choose a target date fund that corresponds with the year that you're going to retire. You know, for example, we already saw that some target date funds for the year 2020 are very conservative in terms of they have very little in stock, whereas some are more aggressive with more in stock. So if you take a look at the target date fund, you say, I like how this is being managed. I like the mix of investments in here but maybe it's too conservative or too aggressive based on your unique goals, well, don't feel like you have to use a target date fund that corresponds with your retirement date. If you feel like one is too conservative, maybe, and you want to retire, say, in 2025, for example, well, look at the 2030 portfolio or look at the 2035 portfolio. The further out you go, the more aggressive these are going to be managed because the more, the longer that you have, the fund manager is going to look at that and say, there's more time on your side. We can be more aggressive to get more growth. So you can almost hack this a little bit of using a target date fund that's closer to the date that you might need the funds or further from the date that you think you might need the funds based upon your own comfort level and risk tolerance, as well as the types of the allocation that you might want to see in that mix. So there are some, some real benefits to owning a target date fund, but the question comes down to would it be better or even sometimes cheaper just to replicate that blend, to replicate that portfolio using other funds that are offered? And that can many times be the case if you feel like you know what you're doing. I shouldn't say feel like you know what you're doing, but you do know what you're doing. Feeling is, is totally different. So if you know what you're doing, and if you have a sense of, of understanding exactly what type of investments you should be investing in to accomplish your retirement goals, then you could potentially do that outside of a target date fund. So for me, for example, when I'm working with a client, I'm helping them manage any outside assets they have, not on their 401k, 
But then when it comes to their 401k, I'm taking a look at their fund options. I'm seeing what they have available to them. And then I'm typically putting together a more specific list of recommendations. I'm giving them the allocation that I think is going to fit their own unique goals a little bit more intentionally than, than a target date fund might be. So there's a couple ways that you could do this. Number one, we already saw that some target date funds, they, they layer an extra fee on top of the internal cost of the mutual funds that you're, they're using. So sometimes this can be pretty simple. You could take a look at the target date fund. You could almost dissect that to see what funds are being used underneath the cover of that. And then if those exact funds are being offered, well, you could simply go and buy those funds directly in your 401k instead of using the target date fund to get exposure to them. Now, the only thing to note with that is the target date fund over time, it starts to get more and more conservative. So as you get closer to your retirement date, they're going to start gradually and subtly shifting the mix of assets in the fund to get more conservative to prepare you to be able to retire. So if you do go and, and unpack that and buy the funds directly, just understand that that's definitely not going to be the case. Your 401k is just going to keep investing and allocating your funds according to that. And you would need to be on top of it to gradually start to make those assets or that, that investment mix get more conservative as you approach retirement. The second thing you can do is maybe you don't have the exact funds in the target date fund, but you do have a, a good mix of other mutual funds that you can use. You can buy U.S. stock, international stock, emerging markets, small, big growth value. If you have a good suite of options in front of you and if you know what you're doing or if you have someone that's helping you choose investments that knows what they're doing, then that's typically what I recommend. You can design a portfolio that's unique to your goals, because just because you're going to retire in 2020 and your neighbor is going to retire in 2020 doesn't mean you have the same needs from your portfolio. Doesn't mean you have the same goals for your portfolio. Doesn't mean you're going to take the same withdrawals from your portfolio. Doesn't mean you have the same risk preference or risk profile that you want in your portfolio. So just because retirement dates or retirement ages line up doesn't mean you should have the same exact portfolio as the, the person next to you that's also retiring at the same time. So by building a portfolio using the funds offered to you, you can get something that's going to be much more specific and unique to your goals and your needs. And so that tends to be the better option if you can go that route. But again, if you're looking at these options and you're completely overwhelmed and you're saying, I just don't want to make a mistake and don't want to do the wrong thing. Well, usually a target date fund is going to move you in the right direction. It might not be perfect, but it will definitely be better than doing nothing. So it can be great, but oftentimes you can do better if you invest more intentionally. So just looking at everything in summary, when you're looking at target date funds, number one, know that not all target date funds are created equal. They're going to be different in terms of their stock to bond ratio. They're going to be different in terms of the asset allocation. So the types of stocks and bonds that they're going to own. And they're going to be different in terms of their fees and even the way that they charge fees. So understand that first and foremost of not all target date funds are created equal. From there, understand that a target date fund can be a good solution for you if you're just looking for something that's turnkey. If you want to set it and forget it, you don't want to have to make the decisions on your own, and you want to know that you're in a good portfolio to get you on track for your goals, it can be a good option. And then number three, if you have the resources, if you have the knowledge, you probably could do a lot better if you design something more intentionally, assuming, of course, that you have the the investment options available to you to do so. So that's all I got for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. 
Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.